Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read the page of the Wise Man's Sphere and then we talk about the page of the Wise Man's Sphere. This is page 593. Had expected. By the time the moon reached the top of the sky, he was still far from being hurried. He was still far from being finished. Perhaps Jack's hurried because of this. Perhaps he was reckless. Or perhaps it was just that Jack's was unlucky as ever. In the end, the result was the same. The mansion was magnificent, huge, and sprawling, but it didn't fit together properly. There were stairways that led sideways instead of up. Some rooms had too few walls or too many. Many rooms had no ceiling, and high above they showed a strange sky full of unfamiliar stars. Everything about the place was slightly skewed. In one room, you could look out the window at the springtime flowers, while across the hall, the windows were filmed with winter's frost. It could be time for breakfast in the ballroom while twilight filled a nearby bedroom. Because nothing in the house was true, none of the doors or windows fit tight. They could be closed, even locked, but never made fast. And as big as it was, the mansion had a great many doors and windows, though there were a great many ways, both in and out. Jax paid no mind to any of this. Instead, he raced to the top of the highest tower and put the flute to his lips. He poured out a sweet song into the clear night sky, no simple bird trill. This was a song that came from his broken heart. It was strong and sad. It fluttered like a bird with a broken wing. Hearing it, the moon came down to the tower. Pale and round and beautiful, she stood before Jax in all her glory, and for the first time in his life, he felt a single breath of joy. They spoke then on the top of the tower, Jax telling her of his life, his wager, and his long, lonely journey. The moon listened and laughed and smiled, but eventually she looked longingly toward the sky. Jax knew what this foretold. Stay with me, he pleaded. I can only be happy if you're mine. I must go, she said. The sky is my home. I have made a home for you, Jax said, gesturing to the vast mansion below them. There is sky enough for you here, an empty sky that is all for you. I must go, she said. I have been away too long. He raised his hand as if to grab her, then stopped himself. Time is what we make it here, he said. Your bedroom can be winter or spring, all according to your desire. That's the page. My name is Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Uh, 100% this, the house is a metaphor for Faye. Yeah. I was skimming it before when I looked at it, but now we have time shenanigans. We have a great many portals in and out that cannot quite be closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have strange sky above. We have the idea that the moon is going to spend some of her time inside the house it's morning in the ballroom it's twilight in the bedroom yeah it's very very clear to me now that this must be Faye. like it has to be there's no it can't it can't not be <laughs> well <laughs> okay <laughs> a it's rare fun. a rare trilateral agreement on this podcast good job friends uh, <laughs> you think that maybe jacks is going to be not such a bad guy because he he like looks like he's going to grab her and he stops himself. Of course, what we find out on subsequent pages is he just decided on a better tactic to get what he wants. Yeah. He by the end of it he's very much a villain. Mm. Certainly seems that way. Although the story is never so blatant as to tell us that. The story never goes and you see Jax was a villain all along, right? Like it's kind of like the way you can look at 
Goldilocks and the three bears and you can kind of decide for yourself whether Goldilocks is just an innocent girl who doesn't know what she's doing or whether she sucks and the bears are right to eat her (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's a lot of fun to do that with fairy tales because it's all in the telling right the details of the plot can be basically the same but how you tell it and what things you emphasize changes the meaning of the story and whose perspective you tell it from right from the bear's perspective, there's like a home invader who's eating their food and messing up their beds. Like, sorry, she's got to go. And why not make use of, of such a delicious snack? Indeed, yum, yum, yum. And that's that's certainly something that this story, the, the, these books are interested in, in playing with. Right? Like, whose perspective are we in and how does that influence the story we're being told? As we have brought up before on this podcast, how interesting would it be to have the same events that we see told from a different perspective, like from Dennis' perspective, for example? Yeah, I've said this before. Generally, I find that kind of stuff exhausting. Um, I don't care for Ender's Shadow or Zoe's Tale, but I would be interested in in a Dennis' perspective. I feel like there's enough going on that it would be a different story. It wouldn't just be like a change of perspective. Yeah, like, because she's not always with Foth all the time, so you would definitely get a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely doing something else, but it would be nice to, under- to have that blank filled in. There is one more thing I want to talk about on this page, and it's slightly crackpotted. On this page, Jax is a great musician. He, he plays a song on this flute, uh, and it's so heartfelt that he charms the moon down to come and speak to him. That's interesting. We haven't really encountered Jax as musician before. Mm-hmm. Well, he said he had a flute when he was young. Is it also not possible that the flute is the skilled thing and not Jack? Jack's. Yes, that is possible that it's the flute's magic. But the crackpot part that I want to pick at is uh, we've only really encountered one other legendary musician before. And so I think it would be kind of fun and interesting if uh, Ilian is descended from a Jack's figure. Mm. Mm. Well, and I mean, if you want to, like, now I'm putting my crackpot hat on too uh and the the whatever chemicals are in the the ceramics are leaching into my brain and driving me mad because flute and loot sound awfully similar to me (laughs) and who else do we know who had a loot when he was younger and then lost it and took him a long time until he was much older to acquire another one reasonable Mm. yes are you saying that uh quotes in a time loop and this story is a is an adaptation of Quoth's own story? No, Nick. I'm saying that Quoth is in a time loot. Very different. Ah, oh, <laughs> yes. The time loot. <laughs> the time loot. <laughs> Come forward and pluck the time loot. Oh, man. That's right. Definitely sounds like a like a Doctor Who episode from the 70s. I imagine it like a loot that looks like a like a portal gun. <laughs> yeah i i think it the 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 neck is a mobius strip 100 100 percent. and uh inside the f holes it just is a, a, a night sky with strange stars mm-hmm. fell constellations well i don't think we're gonna top the time loot oh okay he's gonna try no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and top it with bits but i do want to you know as our co-host is constantly admonishing us to get back to the page it is telling, like, interesting that Jax is not wrong because he thought that the only thing in the world that could possibly bring him joy was the moon. And when he first sees her, he for the first time in his life, he feels a single breath of joy. I'm thinking placebo effect. I'm just saying. 
Well, there you have it. Sometimes when you want something to be true, it is. Yeah. Well, then it is. Does that make it not true? I'm just saying he could have thought something else way easier to accomplish could have brought him joy and it probably still would have. You gotta, sometimes you gotta make your own happiness, okay? <laughs> Listeners, you can ponder with us the ontological nature of truth on tomorrow's page. Um, the wind. wind.